She does. It's a clean strike again. It'll fall in the hands. Juggle, juggle, juggle. It doesn't matter because the strikers have won their very first title in the WBBL. It was nerve-wracking all the way through. They've been knocking on the door for so many years. They beat the Brisbane Heat in the Challenger and now they've beaten the Sixers in the final. That's a good delivery, and he bowls it. And WA are all out, and Chris Green has five wickets in his debut first-class match. To go with the four he took in the first innings, five for 41, nine in the match. New South Wales are well behind in the game, but Chris Green will remember this match for a long, long time. A very warm welcome to the Cricket Library Monthly Podcast. My name is Matt Ellis and joining me as always, Robbie McKinley. It is you, Matt. I was wondering when you're going to get in touch with me. Like part of my contract says Cricket Library Weekly and I didn't know that it had been... Ch- I must have missed some fine print somewhere and it's gone to almost a monthly. It feels like a long time ago. But- it, it was actually my daughter's birthday the last time we put out an episode. So it's wow. fair, fair to say fair to say there's been a fair bit going on for both of us. Um, busy, busy time indeed. And big show... So, Matty, Faith, Faith's last um, Cricket Library Weekly episode... Faith was in um, primary school. Now the next one she's in high school. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I was just 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 getting ready for a year ten graduation. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Look, no, Faith's going to have a gap year actually, Robbie. Yeah, <laughs> so before she before she hits uni. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the good the, uh, the good, good news mate. is we we are back. Uh, the Cricket Library Weekly. We are definitely back, and a huge summer of Australian cricket already underway. What a WBBL final we had. We're going to get to that. We'll also preview what's coming up with the Australia and West Indies Test Series. I am chomping at the bit for Mm. Perth Test Match, Robbie. How good is the timing for people that go to work? I'm I'm really looking forward to that. And then um, we'll we'll chase up all the latest in the men's domestic cricket. Have to say, unfortunately, our man Tabsy, he has been diligently preparing students for the school spectacular. And what a wonderful job he's done with his students. And so he, while he's been uh, attending to that, he he just hasn't had access to Mm. the library. So he'll be back next week. On, on the ah, Cricket good. Library Weekly, which is really good. Now, Robbie, WBBL final. Before we get to talking about the final, I want to play a little bit of audio here. Now, this is some audio from when you were in commentary and <laughs> one of your co-commentators, the lovely Marianne Henderson, who is a loyal listener of this program, this is what she had to say. You could argue the strikers, even though in fourth place, are probably the informed side of the competition. You know what? I think I'll call it early. It's very early days in the competition, but strikers to win, I think they're building beautiful momentum. I'm getting some funny looks here in the comp? commentary. The whole comp, I think. Wow. 
<laughs> they, they, they've got a point to prove and they're playing really well. Their brand of cricket is so amazing for the women's game. So changing the way T20's played, I, I love to see it. Well, Gosie, we've only gone a couple of minutes into the competition. Mary Ann's yeah. ma- named the title holders. Do you yeah. want to have some input into that or are we just going to w- not worry about the rest of the comp? <laughs> well, let's just wait to see what transpires. Okay. So this is a 16-game competition. There's a long way to go. It all ebbs and flows. You can get into form and out of form really quickly in this format. Well, things do ebb and flow in WBBL, Robbie, but what a call. What a bold statement from Mary Ann Henderson calling it as she saw it. And that was Incredible. very early on in the tournament. Maddie, it was on October the 28th. It was the, we had played 19 matches, and that was they were walking out the start of uh, match 20. That was like one of the games up in uh, Mackay, I think it was. And yeah, and um, Hendo just she she's something she likes about the strikers. So in fourth place in the ladder then, mm. and they won that game. And then yeah, she's just been up and about. And she's got she's very got great friends, you know, with a lot of the Sixers with um, Alyssa Healy and um, Alyssa Perry and the gang. But um, she yeah, she but she in her true professional way, she, she could put, put that to the side. Aside. Yeah, she yep. parked it and she put it out there. So well done, Mez. Yeah. yeah, well done, Mez, and 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 all along, I stuck with the Thunder. Oh, I still thought they were somehow going to win on Saturday night, oh. but yeah. unfortunately Did not. You really? <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's been a weird, Matty. It's been a weird three years in this world. That yeah. that would have just about topped it off if they had a <laughs> if they had a walk out on the North Sydney Oval. That would have just I would have said, look, that'll probably do me. Um, I'd like. Might just, that'll do me. <laughs> let's, let's reflect on what a wonderful season it was, Robbie. Uh, a wonderful tournament. Just having a look at some, some data in and around it, Brisbane Heat scored the most runs for the tournament, 2,327 runs. There you go. I thought that was interesting. They, they were a side that I felt might have been able to win. Uh, same with the Hurricanes. I really like the Hurricanes team. I know we've got a lot of Cricket Library alumni down there at the the Hobart Hurricanes. We've got some alumni in most of the clubs, though, really, don't we, Robbie? They've all been really good to us here at the Cricket Library. Megan Shute, what a standout performance with the ball this season. 27 wickets, Robbie. How much of a difference does it make having someone like her? And then you, you throw in Amanda Jade Wellington and throw in young Darcy Brown as well. It really does make for a very formidable bowling lineup. Yeah, and another one there who just keeps sneaking under the radar, Gemma Barsby. Oh, just yes. So versatile. Gemma's one of those people that you need in all successful sporting teams. Yeah. Selfless type player who just does her job when asked to do it. You know that you're going to get everything out of her. Um, yeah, so, no, look, well done to the strikers. That was fantastic, Matty. I, um, I thought it was, in just in general, uh, 08, the Weber, WBBL, uh, I think it's the best one we've had. And we say that every year, which is fantastic because it does just keep getting beat each year. And what I really like about it, Matty, the punters out there, male or female, doesn't matter. The popularity of the WBBL is just getting through the roof. It is so good. It is such good cricket. I just get so many... Harden, uh, uh, cricketers, male cricketers, club cricketers, who all they talk about the WBBL as much as they talk about, you know, Shield cricket, Marsh Cup, and all that. It, it, so that it's really found a nice niche 
in the um, in the Australian sporting landscape. Onwards and upwards, the coverage is fantastic. And yeah, I, Matty, I, I'm a bit disappointed so because I just loved every part of it. Oh, we loved it as well. I was very fortunate. I was I was doing some work at the Australia versus England One Day International, and the family we all came up and we 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 did some camping in the magnificent Lane Cove National Park up in Sydney. Big shout out there to uh, Lane Cove National Park and the all the um, wildlife staff there, the national park staff. Uh, we, we had a wonderful time and took. We took the kids to watch on, on a Sunday doubleheader. So uh, the only disappointing thing for me as a very staunch Thunder fan was my, my four-year-old daughter was handed a Sixers flag on the way oh. in, and and she was so happy. She was just waving her flag and having a great time. Um, oh, I found that very hard uh, to watch. <laughs> yeah, I think she is, which is good oh, for our household hey. because, because we've got – We've got my myself yeah. and the boys. We're very staunch Thunder fans, and if my wife and daughter uh, decide to go for the Sixers, I think that could make for some really good family banter uh, yeah. over over the rest of the summer. So, just but just the whole atmosphere there at North Sydney Oval, and and the opportunity for uh, the kids to engage with the players after the game and that sort of thing. Just yeah. just a really great family event, and. Yeah, couldn't couldn't speak more highly of it, and to see see the the fans packed in at uh, North Sydney Oval for the decider, wonderful sight to see. And w- what do you think was really the the difference between the two teams in in the final, Robbie? It was oh, it was yeah. one of those ones where, on paper, both teams very accomplished indeed, and. The strikers didn't really do themselves any favours. They, they they did drop a lot of catches, Robbie. Mm. It did. I think, Matty, if you, if you if you take a deep dive into it, and if you look at, I think the, the most glaring one for me, the two things. If you were to tell me that Maitland Brown was going to top score mm. for the Sydney Sixers, and well done, Maitland, thirty-four of seventeen, friend um, of the cricket library. Your net bowling to her all those years ago in Canberra certainly paying <laughs> dividends. Um, I think I think she struck struck them at more than two hundred when I bowled to her in the nets, <laughs> Robbie. <laughs> I think it might have been just quietly. <laughs> but Maddie, I'll throw four names at you, and you got Susie Bates, Alyssa Healy, uh, Ash Gardner, Erin Burns. Four players there, total of twelve runs between them. Yeah. You know, and that's the nature of T Twenty. It, it sometimes it's not your day, but. That's just where they missed out there. Uh, and uh, Luce Perry, 33, and Nicole Bolton, 32, staged that bit of a recovery. But both those players going just about to run a ball. So they sort of got behind the eight ball a bit there. And Maitland Brown gave it a bit of a shake. But you you alluded to it early. When you look at those type of balls, you've got Darcy Brown and Megan Shoot. Darcy Brown, two for 15 in a final. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that's that's fantastic bowling. Um DeAndre Dalton had Dalton had such a good game, two for thirty with the ball, but she top scored in the whole match and fifty two not out. She was dropped. They would probably pay for that or miss yeah. something. Or it, it was an opportunity there gone. Um, so put it this way, Maddie, I think the, the strikers uh, it was their night, and after you know a couple of losses, no one would deny them the um, the, the, the joy of, of winning um, the WBBL title, and it's good for South Australian cricket too. To, get a bit of silverware in that cupboard that's been a little bit barren down there at the Adelaide Oval. 
Yeah, fantastic for them. And uh, I was really happy to see Katie Mack, uh, her first major title. And yeah. and a player that's been around the domestic scene for a long time. She was the Strikers WBBL Player of the Year last year and just a very likeable person, uh, a, a wonderful yeah. human being, Katie Mack. And to see her get to be a part of that success, uh, a, a fantastic credit to her and the hard work that she's been putting in over many years as well. So that was that, – that, that was great to see from from my my perspective as well. Uh, Sophie Eccleston, I actually met Sophie mm. Eccleston's dad down in Sydney, and he he'd been travelling around watching the games, and and they'd been staying together in Sydney. And unfortunately, he had to leave to go back home to England before the final. Uh, and yep. I just I just loved seeing how much. He loved watching his daughter play cricket, and to see yeah. Sophie Eccleston, a, a highly accomplished bowler, and and this these kind of competitions are really tough for the big stars to come in, but I think Sophie Eccleston can hold her head really high, and be, be really really proud of what she achieved at the Sixers this year. Two for nineteen at North Sydney Oval in 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 a final for her, and under five runs and over outstanding bowling and her batting throughout was was quite impressive yeah. as well throughout the tournament a quality player we should mention um as well a couple of players bowing out robbie a couple of players hanging up the uh, the spikes in nicole yeah, I I, nicole bolton yeah. and tegan mcfarlane yeah tegan mcfarlane you know there's we're talking about underrated cricketers uh, as like jeva barsby throw tegan mcfarlane into that uh, bracket as well. Um, she'll she'll go out with with a title under her belt. How good is that, Nutty? Yes. And Nicole Bolton, she's just been a fantastic player wherever she's played. You know, Sixers, wherever she's been in the ACT over in Western Australia. Um, yeah, a, 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 a ripper. Just been a fantastic contributor to where Australian cricket is now. She's played a significant part. So well done, Bolts. Yeah, and uh, just for those that haven't listened to For the Love of Cricket Haiku's poems inspired by the summer game that's available now on audible.com. It was uh, Nicole Bolton actually gets a haiku poem in in that book. Indeed. So no doubt, no doubt there'll be people racing out to uh, download a copy of that as we speak. But before you do that, um, oh, well, maybe, maybe we could have a little break so that people can do that. And how about yes. how about Robbie? When we come back, uh, let's have a look at the Australia West Indies series coming up. We've had the PM's eleven game. We might have a little bit of a, a, a delve into that, and then let's chat about what we're looking forward to when the Test match starts on Wednesday afternoon. And a very eerie welcome back to the Cricket Library Weekly. I'm not sure which button I pressed there, Robbie, but that that sounded like something out of the (laughs) (laughs) X-Files. You never know what you're going to get on the Cricket Library Weekly, but we do know what we're going to get in Perth. We are going to get some high-quality test cricket and 1.20pm start Eastern time for a I know for our East Coast Australia viewers, that is just tantalising and 
a huge, hopefully five days of cricket coming up starting on Wednesday. So we've got two test matches in the NRMA Insurance Test Series between Australia and the West Indies. First test, November 30 to December 4 in Perth. And then the second test will be a day-night affair, Robbie. A day-night affair, Adelaide Oval, 3 o'clock starts, Eastern Standard Time, Eastern Daylight Saving Time. That's the 8th to the 12th of December. So a feast of cricket coming up before Christmas and before the South Africans get here. What are you most mm. looking forward to about this series? I Look, I think there's a lot of unknown, isn't there? Look, we're revisiting the Perth venue, yeah. uh, that Opta Stadium there. But, Matty, just the second test there, is it? Yeah, I think so. To, yeah, we, yeah I, I think we've only had the one, maybe the Indian test there. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a um, feeling that that um, uh, when when McGowan had some rules in place, that we yeah. may, we may have missed a possible yeah, so test there. Think, yeah, and what we're seeing of it, the only other time we've really seen a lot of cricket there is probably on the uh, BBL, and it mm. always looks like a real bouncy, quick wicket. So to me, it looks like they've replicated what was at the Wacker, the Wacker at its best, which is great because that's what we want. And, I guess you know, I'm looking forward to seeing Steve Smith play again. I just I just love watching Steve Smith play red ball cricket. I really like what he's done with some changes in around his technique. I think I think it it, it just brought it back to a little bit more um uh, this sort of more um, more what you'd expect to see you know to technically wise. I think that it, it probably was going a little bit too far. So I've said he just dragged that back in which is good. And then the other thing, there's so many new names in that West Indian side. Mm. There is bound to be a couple that might pop up. And I know there's one that you're very excited about because um, his father was a very good test cricketer. Uh, Taj Narayan Shandapal looks like a real player, mate. He's 26, but he looks a real player today. Yeah, that surprised me. He looked a lot younger than 26, did T. Shandapal. A wonderful pedigree. And a great opportunity for him to possibly make his test debut at the top of the batting order. 51 first-class matches already, 2,844 mm. runs at a high, uh, with a high score of 184. 600s against his name. Uh, a very impressive display in this Prime Minister's 11 game. The first time that the new Prime Minister has selected an 11 and... 119 for Shandapal in the first innings and then 56 in the second innings in that opening batting position. That could be something that he'll look to sew up and, and hopefully make a really strong impression against an Australian attack that is still very much world-class. Yeah, and maybe to say that, yes, with a Prime Minister's 11 game, but hey, the bowling attack that they put out, Michael Nisa and Mark Deckerty, who I rate so highly, Joel Paris, that left arm. Mm. Obviously, Joel Paris is not, not in the pace bracket that Mitchell Stark will be. But yeah, a couple of good spinners there, Ashton Agar and Todd Murphy. So it was a really good attack there. And well done to everyone at Monaco. They, they put together a really good wicket. I thought it was a great game of cricket. A perfect hit out for the Windies. Um, they looked like they might have been under the pump a bit. But I liked the way they fought and got it through the, uh, the four days of just good, hard cricket. Um, yeah, so, you know, there's a lot of new players there. Guys like Devin Thomas, Kyle Myers, you don't see a lot of them. Um, yep. Roston Chase, um, Raymond Reefer, one of the, my favourite names in world cricket. So, <laughs> you know, I, I reckon it's, it's, it's that time of year. It's like Christmas, you open a present, you're not sure what you're going to get. I reckon the West Indies are 
are going to be a little bit like um, you know Christmas presents this year. You just you, you don't know what you're going to get. Just on Raymond Reefer, uh, absent mm-hmm. hurt in the first innings, but I, I love this. In the second innings, not not oh. out of twenty six <laughs> deliveries, Robbie. What patience! Well, obviously it was a leg injury because he couldn't run. <laughs> <laughs> But well done, Raymond. And I got the feeling that goes against the normal grain of Raymond's type of cricket too. I think he likes to give the ball a bit of a whack. He's 31-year-old. He's been around for a bit, Matty. Um, but don't you – do you love the name as well? Oh, I love I love names with alliteration. Um, yeah. yeah I, I, think, yep. I think that's a real masterstroke from parents because yeah, when, when, yep. you, when you give, give your, your son or daughter a, an alliterated name – it does make them more memorable naturally, so you don't mm, you don't mm. need to be as memorable. But um, R.A. Reefer, just yeah, <laughs> really impressed with him. Um, he um, he's he's played a few Test matches so far, so three Tests to his name, uh, but n- not not a not a decorated career as such that that. Three test match career is sort of spanned from 2017 to to this year, earlier this year, playing against Bangladesh. So, yeah, it, Matty, just, just I'll, I'll just um, take it back a little bit. You were talking about you know, the other the um, Christian names that parents give, and you know, and you, it's interesting you say that you like that expansiveness and you know something a bit different. Um, your two boys, Peter and Jack. Yeah, that's it. See, my theory on them not a is lot of, not a lot of flair <laughs> or imagination. There, did, did you ever? Did you ever consider maybe maybe Jack, maybe being Reefer or Raymond or, oh. or a, you know, a Craig or, or a Roston? Well, well, my my wife takes the cake. She she by by marrying me, um, mm. she she has triple alliteration. She is Erin Elizabeth Ellis. Oh my goodness! Triple E, triple E, and I, I just think huh. that, like she, that's good. She, she had me at hello Jerry Maguire style, but um, when she became she, when she when she when she converted from E E C to E E E, it 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 was just sewn up for me. Just made it very yeah, very good. easy. Triple E, triple E. Does Mrs. Ellis have that on a number plate for any chance? No, no, we don't actually. Maybe that's something we no. need to, to talk because to the roads and maritime had, service about. Well, you could almost if, you, if she had triple E, and then the next part, the, the other half of the number plate was um, triple three. It'd sort of be E E E. Oh yes, you with me? Um, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, I might make some inquiries. Time, I guess. At the RMS yeah. tomorrow. That's that could be a good Christmas present. Oh, good luck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, back to this test match, Robbie. Yep. Do you, do you think Australia Australia will be pretty well what we expect we're going to get from Australia in yeah, Perth? Yeah, look, I, I, I don't want to give away too much information, Matt, because you know my contract doesn't allow that. Yep. But I'll I, I, I just go with. I think Australia will start a favourite, and. Yep. I'm looking for. I have just. I want to see some good cricket. I want to see the Perth public get out there and support. Yes. Yeah. You know, there's a few whispers that they may not, but hey, get out there and show that you love your Test cricket. Get in bombs. Who knows? They might. If look, if you're a bit dark on the world and you don't like what's happened with Justin Langer and all that, well, 
turn up, barry for the West Indies, do whatever you like. Let's get people, <laughs> let's get bums on seats, Perth people, and, or otherwise you might you won't get the Test match back. And, and I, I say, I say, get around Cameron Green. I yes. I don't want to put the cricket yep. library curse on him. But I, no. <laughs> but dare, dare I say, dare I say it? Oh, no. He oh. he will be looking now. Now I had Mitch is a very regular listener of our podcast, and he he sent me he sent me some oh, inquiries no. via text message recently, and I I suggested. Now I hope this isn't going to ruin Cameron Green's career. I I said. Oh, no. I, I said to this friend of mine, uh, I said, well, I reckon Cameron Green is going to have an Adam Voges-like <gasps> series against the West Indies. And he's like, what do you mean? And oh, so yeah. I said, well, let's have a look at AC Voges' career. 20 tests. Started, oh, with, no. started with 130 not out against the West Indies. Also included oh. a 269 not out against the West Indies. And a 106 not out against the West Indies. 542 runs and only dismissed once. Jeez. So Adam Voges, 1,485 career runs at 61.87. If you take out his games against the West Indies, he had yeah. nine, 943 runs at an average of 41. Still pretty good. Still very good. Still very good. Yep. Voges also pretty good against New Zealand. Five hundred and ninety-four runs at ninety-nine. So I mean, yeah, but he I was prolific. But I, I'm I'm um, I'm thinking Cam Green's my man, and the other person I want to see do really well because he's donating some money to charity for his runs this year uh, is Manus Labuschagne. So yep. so the new dad. Get around Marnus Labuschagne, get around yep. Cam Green, and uh, we're in for a bright summer. Robbie, we'd better take a break, and when we yeah, come bro. back, let's chat men's domestic cricket. We are back on the Cricket Library Weekly, and... Robbie, normally, do we have a segment at this time? Oh, well, that's, just wondering, uh, Maddie. I know, obviously, Tadzi, Tadzi's take. Says, oh, that's right. No, Tadzi's take tonight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but to, um, uh, did you want me to just to fill in and give a little, want me to do a little uh, segment? Or, or, yeah? No, I, I just don't think it's worth Going down that route, Robbie, I think you're best staying in your oh, lane. Yeah, okay. I think last time you might have overindulged in some of your Charles Bannerman stats. It might have might have yeah, not been as well on. received as it was intended. Has, has he got a new mobile phone number? Because I got a message uh, from – and it, it appeared to be out of the orange postcode <laughs> suggesting very similar – down the similar lines of that. So, hey, basically, hey, mate, stay in your lane. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll okay. handle that. Yeah, yeah. You you, you, you stick to the broad sweeping statements. Let yep. me stick to the data. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Where you've got data, you've got facts. That's right. That's right. And and speaking All of, right. well, fa- I'll leave it at that. Yeah, well, we'll leave it there. But but speaking of facts, Robbie, what a, what a great story the Chris Green story is. We've just been talking about Cameron Green, but 
Chris Green making his Sheffield yeah. Shield debut. How happy did that make you feel? Very, because he's just one of the great guys in world cricket. And he, Chris Green, such a um, he's a delightful character, good fella. He he just does everything right. You know, he's got that got that all black about him, all blacks mentality. You know, where he's very mindful of what's around him and the people around him and all that. Yeah, I was so glad to do him so well. You know, oh, mind you. <laughs> When he, I reckon when he walked out to the uh, hallowed turf of the SCG and had a bit of a bow peep at that wicket, I reckon he's thinking, hmm, this is a good spot to make my debut because, um, yeah, it, it, Matty, it, it produced a result. And I'm, traditionally, New South Wales have dominated Western Australia. They have. In shield cricket. Yeah. At home. Absolutely dominated them. In, and the Western Australians turned it around as if, you know, they – they matched them. New South Wales bowled out for 93. Uh, disappointing first innings. A top order against just not making runs. Um, you know, Daniel Hughes worked hard for 30 of 96, but that was about it. It was only one other person got into double figures. That was Baxter Holt all over 93. And then they stayed in the game because WI replied with 127. And at one stage, yeah, Matty... It, a point it was three for six, four for eleven, five for forty-one, six for forty-three, seven for forty-five. But hello, but mm. then they just Charlie Stobo, a New South Wales. Yes, yes, and Darcy Short thirty-nine, not out. The young Charlie got thirty-six, and they picked up an innings lead there, a handy thirty-four runs. And then New South Wales, I'm afraid, Matty, they did it again. They just could not get anything going there, and. Uh, yeah, they, they fell away bad. Chris Green top score with 38, not out. Yeah, it's just, it was it's disappointing, wasn't it? So we, we remain at the bottom of the Shield table. Yeah, and a team on the rise, Tasmania. Four-wicket win against Victoria. They but, are on the rise, Matty. And that's, that's a good result. Good result for cricket in in the uh, domestic sphere, you know. Tassie got the second win. For you. Look, there's still a bit to play out there. I, I think... West Australia are getting very close to booking a spot in the Shield final, I reckon. Yeah. But if you look at it now, Dick, South Australia, New South Wales, got a, a big job ahead of them. Tasmania, mate, how good were they? And, you know, and dare I say it, Matty, but there was another former New South Welshman um, who has, uh, you know, performed well, Jake Doran, yeah. 85 in the first innings, all for 154 balls. And then. Just packs it up with a nice little 47 not out. So, yeah, um, Jordan Silk, 36 there in that second inning, handy run, another ex-New South Welshman. So, it's, uh, it's, it's been very interesting, the domestic season so far. It's up for grabs. Are you, are you seeing anyone there who's standing out to you, Matty, that you see as that next potential player to come into that test team if there was an injury or retirement oh. or anything like that. There's a lot of talk around a few of the batters. Obviously, Henry Hunt's garnered a fair bit of attention, like players who've been there before, like a Matthew Renshaw doing tremendously yes. well at, at the tier below. And then there's there's a lot of noises around Tim Ward, actually, uh, down mm. down there at Tassie. He's, he's certainly been putting his front foot forward. Someone who I, I really have enjoyed – mainly because of the price he puts on his wicket. It didn't go so well in this game, but young Ashley Chandra Singer, I, I really like the way that he sort of banged yep. down the door to get in that Victorian team, um, put, a, put a high price on his wicket. 
And how's this one? This I love this, Robbie. Sam Elliott, 80 not out on yeah. debut. His dad, obviously, uh, a very well-credentialed cricketer, and he would have loved Matty. seeing his son getting 80 not out to move his first-class batting average up to 93. I'm imagining his Sheffield Shield batting average up to 93. Yeah, 13 in the first things, and he kept Victoria in the game, didn't he? He really... Certainly did. Uh, well, the Vix at one stage here, Tasmania were chasing just over 240 for victory. You know, there was times during that second innings, particularly when a wicket fell early uh, on day five. Uh, Benny McDermott got knocked over. Will Sullivan caught behind. And it just got a little bit shaky. They still needed about 80 or 90 runs then, but uh, it was Doran who steered the ship home. And Bo Webster, nice little 38. He's a good cricketer. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I reckon they really would have enjoyed that win, Tassie. That was a that's a a real season defining victory from the Taswegians. Yeah, yeah, that that that's absolutely spot on there, Robbie. And a, a draw at the Adelaide Oval, South Australia up against Queensland. There, uh, some some positive signs uh, in in some respects there for for both teams. XC Bartlett, love XC Bartlett, four, four for 64 with the ball. I probably mention him every single week on this podcast. You do. <laughs> the, the disappointing fact here for me was that um, in in South Australia's first innings uh, and second innings, Bryce Street only got to bowl one over each innings. Um, he went none for eight and none for ten. Speaking of players I mention every week on the podcast. You do. <laughs> but uh, some, some other highlights there. Harry Nielsen, 90. Uh, yeah. Nathan McAndrew, uh, uh, what a season he's having. The Sydney Thunder player, 46 not out with the bat in that first innings for South Australia and then backing it up with a five-wicket haul with the ball. Uh, James Baisley, 64 not out. Yeah. Oh, he has, Nathan Nate, McAndrew. Nathan McAndrew. Yeah, good fellow. Um, I think he's Illawarra boy, isn't he? He's from down that way, yes. He's, he's uh, certainly yeah. making a mark for himself. And and another brave move to go to another state Agreed. and move away from family and friends to put it all on the line to get your chance to play uh, at the highest and, level. And, Matty, another player just there for Queensland. Queensland only had the one innings, but... I, I spoke a lot about him last year. I saw him on debut. Was Jack Clayton? Oh and yes, he knows, yeah. He's a he batted number four, left-hander. Loves that middle order. Sixty-seven off one hundred and seventy-three rocks. I, I still think that he is. I still think he's got a could have a green green baggy on his head at some stage in the next between now next four or five years. There you go. I really do. Yeah, I'm a big I, fan of him. It's just something about him. I I enjoyed watching him bat in the Marsh One Day Cup. We might as well move on to the Marsh One Day Cup at the mo- moment. Uh, so well, just before we do, yeah, Matt, I just did. You spoke about Bryce Street. Uh, he did return to the side back up, Matt. At sixteen, strike rate of twenty point five one. So he's taken the shine off that new ball, and that is a very important role. It's underrated that. I know that took your eyes. <laughs> I, just um, I just didn't want to draw too much attention to it. But, uh, but yeah, uh, in the, in the one, Marsh One Day Cup game at the North Sydney Oval, it was rain-affected. So Queensland getting a Duckworth-Lewis win there. Unfortunately, Bryce Street out LBW. Um, I reckon I'm not going to comment on 
on whether I thought it was out or not, but I just suggest everyone have a watch of the replay of that one. Um, Maxi Bryant, 88 not out from 53 balls, absolutely crunched them. That man, Jack Clayton, 52 as yeah. well. Sammy Heslett getting some runs, 54, and Jimmy Pearson, 42. And in the New South Wales bowling card, three wickets for CP Tremaine, the best of the bowlers. And an interesting one, I don't know if you saw much footage of this, Robbie, but Ollie Davies bowled for New South Wales. And I reckon he bowled some of the slowest off spinners I've seen for a very long time. He was really trying to entice the Queenslanders <laughs> to to take to him. But two overs, none for six at North Sydney Oval bowling slow off yep. spin. It just like it, it's like it took Queensland by surprise. Well, when you consider the run rate, Queensland made just five for two ninety eight in forty three point two overs. Ollie's figures stood up quite nicely amongst the the run purge, didn't it? I, I wonder if Queensland were thinking, "Oh, we'll we'll take him for six off two overs, and yeah, then then we'll him. then we'll take yep. him downtown in his third over. We'll let the captain give another one." Correct. And, Curtis Patterson's yeah. too smart for that. <laughs> he's, he didn't come down in the last shower. He knows and what he's doing. there was a few doing. of them, wasn't it, that affected that game in the end, but yeah. I was settling in to watch that Sunday night, and it, it didn't happen. So, and um, But a rare look, f- just on the Blues, domestically, uh, it hasn't been a great season so far, Matt, has it? So It's been a tough it, season. Know, I see we're on the bottom of both tables at the moment, and you chuck in Sydney Thunder in the WBBL. Mm. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, and soul searching. Yeah, one player who has been very good this summer, Daniel Hughes, unfortunately run out again. The second time he's been run out in the Marsh One Day Cup this season, forty three from forty balls, and he's just been a run scoring machine in fifty over one day cricket. But. Is there a former Western Zone cricketer you have not mentioned in this episode? <laughs> I don't think there is. You've got Henry Hunt. You've got Chris Tremaine. Hughesy. There's another one there too. Do you want to give Copes a mention? Yeah, it's, yeah maybe we'd better give <laughs> Copes or Nathan Lyon a mention before I, I get the you uh, complaints line. Nathan, actually. Yeah, okay. Well, we There's a lot of people down out in the Riverina claim Nathan Lyon. That's a contentious one, isn't that, it? That is highly contentious. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe we might let's ask Nate one day, say, do you classify yourself as a Western zoner or a Riverina cricketer? I uh, I think we can put that out there. I reckon we can ask okay. him. I'm, I'll let's I'll get it. to the bottom of it. I'll get him on the record and see what he's got to say about that. <laughs> All right, that's good fun. I'm, I'm, pen, I'm in Perth, West Australia or Queensland or Tassie, you don't know where that is, that's sort of yeah, mid mid part of country New South Wales and sort of the bottom part of southern part of New South Wales. So yeah, yeah. Well, Robbie, I I reckon, I reckon we can that probably might be it. Pro- probably pull stumps. And Got I reckon, stat? yeah, I don't I don't think we need any more stats. No. I think All right. I think my Adam Voges stats are probably. Keep yeah, the stats, hey. people. Oh, oh gee, <laughs> sorry, Tabsy. Yeah, <laughs> that was very subtle, wasn't it? Hmm. You never see how um, the, the Orange Library read that stat that comes out on the episode. You might get the um, – the, I'll send you that number that I got sent that, that text message. <laughs> the old stay in the lane for you, uh, MJ Ellis. But I tell you what, I am looking forward to having Tabsy back next week. So Tabsy's take will be back. Um, yeah. 
if he hasn't listened to this in between now and next week. And, of course, uh, Robbie, you and I will be back. And we're hope- hopefully we'll, we'll be back after the first test and we'll wrap up the first test. And We will. Let's do that. Um, we, we look forward to um, bringing things home for 2022 here on the Cricket Library Weekly. A massive thanks to you, Robbie. Massive thanks to all of our loyal listeners. And we very much look forward to your company again next time. This has been Matt Ellis and Robbie McKinlay for the Cricket Library Weekly. Bye for now.